Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Too much joy in the cardiac ward. <laughs> I've heard various people say that 2021 was kind of a mixed bag. <laughs> you would never know it if you were sitting where we sit here at Life 107.1 because you are hilarious. We're going to be playing some of our favorite moments we've shared with you in 2021, starting with this call about someone who realized their car did something they had no idea about. I get this new vehicle and I'm pumping gas in it and whatnot. And I just couldn't figure out why the little door for the gas tank, why it wouldn't have like a little finger lip on it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to get my fingernails under there and I'm trying to like, you know, pry it open Uh to, to put some gas in, you know, and this went on for few weeks, a month, whatever. How did you get it open? It goes open. You just got to really get in there. <laughs> so anyway, my boyfriend and I are in town and, and he's going to fill up with gas and he opens up the car door and I hear this and I was like, what was that? What, what, what was that noise? And so anyway, he fills up and he gets back in the car and I said, isn't that just the pit? It, it doesn't have like a little finger lip on there and that you can't open that little door. I mean, who thought that was a good idea? And so he looked at me and he goes, you're kidding, right? And I said, no, what, 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 what do you mean? And he's like, there's a button right here. You push this button and it pops the little door open. Oh, oh, okay. Calling all the rule breakers. Yes. Well, laundry rule breakers. We want to hear if you break rules when you do the laundry. I try to follow the rules. And so like, this is like last year. I, you know, I'm looking at all the labels, trying to make sure I can read them right. And I got really frustrated because I could not find English on the <laughs> label at all. I was like, what is going on? And I'm trying to look at the pictures. So at this point, I'm more in my mid-40s. And I've been in denial about needing reading glasses ever since turning 40. <laughs> and so <laughs> I finally got some glasses. And guess what? There was English on the label. I just couldn't tell what it said. I was like, what language is this? (laughs) You guys, if you think it's Chinese or something, you know, give them glasses. It's probably English. (laughs) Really, what would you do without us discussing the most important issues of the day? Which is the top of a balloon, John? Let me ask you this. What would you call the top of a hot air balloon? The top that's floating. The rounded part. Okay, Taylor, so why is that any different from a regular balloon? Because I can't buy a hot air balloon at the dollar store. Okay, so but see... Do you, a balloon. Do you see what I'm dealing <laughs> with here? It's a different kind of balloon. <laughs> no! It's a balloon. It's the concept of a balloon. A balloon is not a balloon <laughs> shape if it's upside down. It's not? What is it shaped like <laughs> Oh, now I'm really confused. When you think about it, it has the the tie part at the bottom. Right. Yeah. At the top. Yeah. rounded part at the top. Yes. At the bottom. Yeah. So, Jen, I'm actually with you on this one. Are you okay with that? Is the world still spinning? (laughs) (laughs) A a little bit. I I, I was a little conflicted on calling in because I'm like, I'm normally with Taylor. Yeah. You know, I normally side with the dude. I'll return the knife from my back to you next time we see each other. It's okay. You can use it to pop your upside down balloon. <laughs> right? Have you ever sat around the campfire eating one of those delectable, wonderful things called s'mores and mm-hmm. thought to yourself, I wonder if other countries eat these? Well, 
That was a question that Josh Havens and the Afters learned the answer to recently. We went to Denmark for a festival uh, a couple years ago. Ooh, really? It was in the middle of the summer, and we had been in Europe for like a couple-week tour. It was right around 4th of July, and we were like, oh, we're going to make burgers, and that's not a big thing there at all. Like That's a very American thing. And so... They also had never heard of s'mores. So we were like, we are going to find <gasps> all the stuff to make s'mores and teach the Danish people how to make s'mores. So we did it. We actually found a store that had, they call them American fluff puffs or something like that. <laughs> and that, that was what they called a marshmallow? And that was the marshmallow, yeah. And it had an American flag on the packaging. And we were like, score, we bought those, and we got some good chocolate and found some crackers that would work. And we, we taught the Danes how to make really good more. And what did they think? They loved it. Of course they so did. So actually, the next year we got some uh, pictures from them, and they, they were doing it again. So <laughs> we started a new tradition. I love that. Well, I am so happy you told what that story, because I now have a new nickname for Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> American Fluff Puff. American Fluff Puff and Jen in the mornings. On Life 107.1. Wow. <laughs> the next time I get a dog, I'm yeah. naming it Fluff Puff. <laughs> That's our next single that we're releasing. It's called uh, American Fluff Puff. <laughs> Hey, Bryce, do you have a story about a critter getting in the house? My science teacher had a nine-pound tarantula. Nine? Nine-pound tarantula. <laughs> That's too many pounds. And you called him what? Skippy. Skip. <laughs> Don't tell me that creature skipped. Do not say he skipped. No, no. Okay. It was just for his charming demeanor. And it was my week to watch him. And he was an escape artist. He was a hoodie. No. No. Nope. Nope. Yes. Nope. Nope. And he got out of his cage and into my parents' bedroom. No, he didn't. (laughs) Nope. Yep. He transformed into an adorable puppy. Nope. Did your parents (laughs) stumble upon Skippy? My mom... Scream. Oh, of course yep. she did. And she's like, Bryce, <laughs> get this spider out of my bathroom. <laughs> Talking with artist Ann Wilson, new to Life 107.1. She has a great song called My Jesus. Now, if you take the time to watch the video for My Jesus, you see the video is about a family who loses a son in a car accident. And the video is from the viewpoint of his little sister. Well, this is actually the story of Ann Wilson and her family. She lost her big brother in a car accident. So grief has been a big part of her story, but so has great memories of her brother, Jacob. And she shared a great one with us. Oh, my goodness. I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. I think I was in first grade, and he was eight years older than me, so whatever age that would put him at. Yep. And so he had school off that day, and my mom had to go teach. I woke up feeling kind of sick that morning, and so my mom was like, okay, you can stay home with Jacob, and he'll watch you because he doesn't have school today. And so she called him at lunchtime, and she was like, hey, Jacob, like, how's Ann doing? And he was like, she's doing great. We, she just finished eating lunch. And my mom was like, oh, like, what did she have for lunch? Like, I, I didn't know that she would have an appetite to eat because, you know, she felt sick. And he was like, oh, well, I made squirrel for her. Squirrel? And literally, <laughs> I was only first grade, but I remember this like yesterday. Jacob went out into our backyard and he killed a squirrel. And then he like skinned it and cleaned it and gave it to me to eat. And you ate it. So I ate it and it was delicious. He like served it with powdered sugar, and so you like dip it in powdered sugar, and it was so delicious. Had he cooked squirrel before? Like this sounds like an experienced squirrel chef. 
Yeah, he would cook rabbit, squirrel, and deer like pretty frequently. Oh my goodness. I didn't really eat stuff like that. So I never really had that kind of meat. And it was so delicious. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> that is the sick day food. Squirrel and powdered no! sugar. It's so not the sick day food. Oh my goodness. I could probably ingest squirrel stew uh-huh. of some kind, but not squirrel and powdered sugar. I'm, I'm really trying to picture it. No. You know, when you do a barbecue has dry rubs, usually the dry rub is savory, but it's like a, the sweet barbecue family and you do a dry rub of powdered sugar. Okay. See, what I like to do is I like to eat barbecue savory mm-hmm. and then for dessert have the little fried donut holes that have been rolled in powdered sugar. Mm. That's how you do it right. Okay. But what if the donut hole was a squirrel? (laughs) Oh, it was so good to hear from our wonderful friend Susan about her kitchen mishap. Seriously, guys, I'm not good in the kitchen. I don't know how I survived. Oh, it's terrible. When I first was living on my own after my divorce, I was so excited to make ice cubes. So I kept, uh, I filled the cube trays and I put them in the freezer and I kept checking and they weren't getting done. And I was getting so alarmed. So I called my daughter who happens to be the kind of chef that's been on the Food Network. You know, I don't know how she's my daughter. And I kept looking and I called her and I said, honey, the ice isn't getting done. And she said, mama, quit checking it. (laughs) And she was right. I quit peeking and I got ice cubes made, guys. I was so excited. So in my little brother's eyes, it was a fun experience. In the babysitter's eyes, not so much, because he was locked in while she was locked out. And feeling locked out of something can be really stressful, (laughs) but it can also make for a really good story. My husband and I were visiting friends in Florida, and the men were out doing something, and Pam had to go pick up her kids from school, so I ran up to use the bathroom in a very large house, and it was a bathroom with a pocket door. And so I closed the pocket door. And when you're at someone else's house, you typically lock it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And then I couldn't get out. Oh. I couldn't get the door to unlock. And I'm upstairs <laughs> and it's a big house. I would have probably had to scream loud and scare the yep. daylights out of her. So I had my little flip phone with me and I called my daughter and I said, hi, Summer. And she said, oh, hi, Mom. And we were talking for just a little bit because I had to get moving on with the conversation. And I said, Summer, do you know Pam's phone number? And she said, well, Mom, aren't you there? I said, well, yes, but I'm locked in the bathroom upstairs. And so Okay, I'll get it. We hung up and she called Pam and Pam said, Oh, hi, Summer. Isn't that a coincidence? Your mom is here. Well, yes, I know. And my mom trapped in the bathroom up and can't get out and doesn't want to scream for you. Can we just point out how Midwest it is that you call and you have a whole polite conversation and say, oh, by the way, oh, oh, just going to squeeze out of this bathroom here. How long we been doing this together? Uh, Going on six years. Almost six years. Mm Mm-hmm. We made it. It was a good run. We made it kind of far before it finally happened. (laughs) Listen, we make no pretenses about being like professional and polished. But normally, normally, we do remember when our microphones are live and when our microphones are not.
And then it's this just happened a few weeks ago. That it happened we, ten days ago. We forgot that our soundboard was still turned on. So if you were listening at like what was it, eight forty five on December twentieth, not to be too specific about it, this is what you would have heard. I need Jesus to be first. I am not. Okay, we do have one more. For the hour. Yeah, Jen's whistling. Do you have a story, or do you want me to also tell Lindsay's? I can't think of a story. Okay. I'm a waiter. This is what it sounds like. least of these. Life 107.1. And then we went on to completely tell, like, a story live on the air, thinking that it was being recorded. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Because then we came to the end of the story, and this happened. She can open things up, take care of it, and close things back up again. I think I've already stopped recording. Oh, Christmas, she was almost tired of the thing. Oh, that's good. That's well, perfect. At least it worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> and Jen whistles again. Okay, top of the nine here. You ready or do you need a sec? Top of the nine. It's the top of the nine. Yeah. We're still live. Are we still live? <laughs> yeah. By then. By then. Brilliant display of professionalism. By then. By that point, our friend Luann is at the door of the studio. She's like, guys. guys she she very politely phone. did not come in. She was just standing there waving at us. We were ignoring her. I look at my phone and I have all these messages from people. You're live on the air. Jen, have we figured out what on earth you were whistling? Nope. No, here's the thing. I don't know when I whistle. I whistle so much all the time. I don't do it consciously. It just comes out of me. and I don't even know what I'm whistling. The best comment we got, someone said that I was really confused by all the whistling. And I just assumed it was because you guys knew you were off the air. And Taylor had Jen whistling to cover up the fact that there was dead air. He's like, and Jen, then- we're off the air. Turn on the emergency whistles. We have a shortage, mm-hmm. inexplicably, of grape nuts. I, I don't get it. There no. are apparently people who love it, but I'm... I, I No. No, I just don't. I mean, I am not picky. I will eat pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But grape nuts, no. That's a bridge too far. Yeah, we, we were really concerned. We started doing some researching. Research, and yes. we found a couple of guys on YouTube mm-hmm. who wanted to see just how much grape nuts they could eat in one sitting. And I just want to play this for your consideration. Let's establish what grape nuts are. It looks like a box of sawdust. First of all, grape nuts, they're not grapes. And they ain't nuts. But I will let you know what you're in for, Link, as I see you're already consuming a little bit. What crunchy? If we consume... An entire box of this, and I plan on consuming three, I will have 270% of my dietary fiber for the day. You ready to pour a bowl? Let's do it. Well, let's, let's, we might as well quit talking and start eating. Cheers. It's like eating rocks. That's one spoonful. Based on that first spoon, I have very little hope. This is not going to be easy. What do you think about the taste? There is no taste. I think it's pretty good taste. I need some sugar, man. My jaw is repeatedly popping already. I'm on bite three. Me too. They're not getting any softer. Uh-uh. They're completely impervious to the milk. This is the crunchiest milk-laden substance I've ever tried to consume. How is it that the milk can't get into it? No, it's like a rock. If you need to keep milk out of something, then just build a wall of grape nuts. It does get a little softer if you let it sit, but not that much. I'm really having the time of my life. How do you feel about eating three boxes? 
I don't like to think ahead that far. Why are we doing this again? Because somebody needs to. I feel like I'm starting to cramp up. I'm ignoring what feels like the foundation of a home being built in my stomach right now. I'm just, I'm refusing to acknowledge that it definitely feels like I've just poured cement into my stomach. I'm starting to sweat, man. I'd be lying if I didn't say that. I'm beginning to notice something. Pain, right? I think my body's just saying, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, we've had, we haven't had grape nuts in a while, but... Whoa, boy. I feel like I need to do some sort of, like, settling. Uh, I gotta make it settle. Okay. Uh, this might be like that, that milk drinking challenge. Uh, like, it's something you can't do it. Like, it's an impossibility. Walking down the cereal aisle this weekend as I was grocery shopping, found myself looking for grape nuts, not because I want them, just because we talked about them so much last week, about this shortage. In a pandemic, we have a shortage of grape nuts, of all cereals. Weird. Grape nuts. So when I didn't see any... I was like, yep, that's there because it is. there's a shortage. And we were talking to our friend Luke Smallbone from the band for King and Country, and we thought we'd just ask him how he felt about the grape nut shortage. Well, you're going to get way more than you bargained for <laughs> right here, because I just watched a program on Post, the guy who started Grape Nuts, and oh. there's this uh, show on history called The Food That Built America. Yeah, but have you ever <laughs> eaten grape nuts? I don't think I have. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know they're <laughs> successful, but I don't think I've ever eaten them. Well, when you said the food that made America, I think it probably could have been used to literally build yes. buildings. I'm pretty sure grape nuts is in the foundation of buildings because that's what it tastes like. Well, it's meant to be truly fairly healthy and that was the whole reason why it started was there was a sanitarium in uh, in Michigan and the Kellogg brothers ran the sanitarium and one of them was a doctor and the doctor was a guy that realized that a bunch of these people were coming here with issues that it started with their nutrition. So he decided, I'm going to make something that can be dried so it doesn't have to be in a fridge. And if I put a little milk with it, it becomes quite nutritious. Now, the person that built Kellogg's was the brother who ran kind of the sanatorium and was not the doctor. And he was considered the dumb one. And he became the guy that built the Kellogg brand. So the dumb one built Kellogg's is what you're saying. And then Post went to the sanatorium and was a patient there and stole grape nuts. And went and made grape nuts. I'm not even kidding. Why didn't he steal Fruit Loops? (laughs) Fruit Loops would have been much better. I told you, you guys guys got way more than you bargained for. You sure did. It's just the truth. There are things that end up coming out of your mouth as a parent that you never expected to hear. My friend lives in Colorado, and she has a two-year-old son. And her and her husband were just getting such a kick out of all the things that they thought they'd never say. They started to write them all down. Oh. I'm going to read a few. Oh, please do. Go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, please tell me that's a granola bar on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Please don't take off your underwear when you're trying to go down the stairs. (laughs) I mean, there's... Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for making our morning. Hey, Jade, did you have an interesting gas station purchase? My husband used to be on the road a lot and he'd stop at truck stops. And one time he came home and brought me like a 10 foot ginormous stuffed caterpillar (laughs) (laughs) that I ended up using as a pregnancy pillow. Oh! 
<laughs> because it was so long, it could wrap all the way around when I was sleeping, when I was pregnant with our first son. Do you like caterpillars or something? Nope. He nope. just saw that. He's like, that That made me think of you. Yes. He was like, look what I found. And she brought it in a big trash bag. Oh. <laughs> because they didn't have a bag big enough for it. And he goes, can you just give me a trash bag? <laughs> Uh, this is Anthony. Anthony, Anthony, what's up? I just heard my wife on the radio. I'm in downtown uh, operating my crane, and I have a radio in my crane, and I heard her over the radio, and I just laughed so hard. That was you? You're the caterpillar you the guy. Caterpillar? Yeah. Oh, my word! No way! I heard her on the radio sitting here in my crane. <laughs> so now I, now that we've got you, I want to go through your mind. What was happening in your brain when you saw that caterpillar and you said, I got to buy that? <laughs> At the time, she was pregnant with our, our oldest son, and she's been wanting one of those pregnancy pillows, and they were like $200, and I was like, no, I'm not buying that. And I've seen this giant caterpillar. With, I was working on the road. I was working on oil rigs in Texas, and I seen that, and I was like, man, that'll work, and I got it, and I brought it home to her, and she just absolutely loved it. And now our son, he's three, and he sleeps with it in his bed. Oh, okay. I love this. Can, do you remember how much the stuffed caterpillar was oh it was like 30 dollars. okay Naturally. dude yeah a savings of 170 dollars, and you made her happy i know well done it was perfect was there anything that you would like to say to your wife because she's gonna hear you on the radio no i just love her very much and thanks for doing a shout out to her funny life ah uh, wisdom teeth <laughs> often they have to come out Often it means there's a good story. Especially when there is laughing gas involved. You know, I'm a Christian, and I heard people talk about how if they had a surgery, they would pray with their surgeon before the surgery as a testimony to them. And I thought, well, that's really cool. And so, uh, you know, this was my first quote-unquote surgery, this wisdom teeth extraction back in college. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, what they failed to mention, and I'd just like to pass along to everybody else as a life lesson, is you probably should pray with your surgeon before they start giving you the laughing gas. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he started giving me the gas. I said, hey, can I pray with you? I have no idea what I said after that. I have no idea how long I went on, if I prayed to God, or if I sounded like the priest in uh, Princess Bride. I don't know. And finally, he reached over and squeezed my hand and said, Amen. Thank you. <laughs> so you've been hearing a song on Life 107.1 called Jericho mm-hmm. by Andrew Rip. You like it. So do we. It's a pretty awesome song. And it talks a little bit about fears. Yeah. So when we had the opportunity to talk to Andrew Rip. I thought this was a cruel thing of you to do, Jen. <laughs> I told Andrew just how scared of spiders my dear friend Taylor is. And Andrew, well, he just played right along. Taylor, I got a story for you about some gnarly spiders. Oh, so right. Was, yeah. was 10 years I'm so ago. excited about this. <laughs> this is really good. This is going to give you nightmares. <laughs> Perfect. But it's actually nothing to be afraid of. These are very, they're, they're large spiders, but they're kind. They're, oh. not, they're, they're not poisonous, whatever. Oh, good. Friendly giant spiders. That's right. I did a tour for the troops. We did Europe, but we also wound up doing some in Middle East. We were in Bahrain. We did Kuwait. And I remember when we got to the base in Bahrain, it was extremely hot. It was like desert. And we got off the plane and walked like under these tents with these soldiers. And they literally pointed out these spiders. There was about three of them on the ground. And they were big enough to like mistake for a mouse. Oh. That's how big they were. <laughs> 
and they follow you what? because they, they stay in your shadow. No! Because the sun is too hot. <laughs> So they I'm just, not kidding. Oh my goodness! They're really trying to suck out oh, your soul, yeah. but they didn't want to tell you that. Yeah, hang out here in your shadow, so. Vicky. You've got an animal encounter to tell us about. My granddaughter was eight, and her two brothers were twelve and fourteen. And I'd gone down in the basement to get a load of laundry out of the washer, and something just swished by my head. Oh no! Swished, and I thought, uh-huh, this is something that doesn't belong here. <laughs> and so I got to looking around, and it swished by again. It oh, was a bat. Yeah, it oh, was. Boy. I knew that was coming. And so I went upstairs, and I told my grandkids, I said, there's a bat in the basement. And they said, don't worry, Nana, we'll get it. <laughs> and they w- went into the kitchen for their weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> and they got... A wooden spoon and a spatula, and the oldest one had an ice cream scoop. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. They went to the basement, and all I could hear is the kids screaming, You get him! No, you get him! So up they all come, and I heard them say, We got it! And up they all come. The two boys come up, and I didn't see the bat. And here comes my eight-year-old granddaughter. She's got the bat in the pocket of her hoodie. <laughs> and she's carrying it to the front door. She says, we ain't killing it, Nana. We're turning it loose. <laughs> so she went to the front door, and she was saying all kinds of nice things to him, like, you have a good day, Bat. Um, <laughs> I hope we didn't hurt you. <laughs> Just... <laughs> So my friend started this whole discussion by posting a picture of her grandson creatively Mm -hmm. obeying his mama's rule to have no (laughs) strawberries on the couch. But Donna, you say that his mama, your daughter, did some creative obeying too? When she was in, I think it was like first or second grade, got very mad at me one day. I'm sure it was one of my amazing parenting techniques that she was mad about. Oh, yeah. And she packed a suitcase and she was leaving. So she put her sandwich and her clothes and stuff in her suitcase, and she walked out the front door. And she rolled her little suitcase down the street, and then I saw her sitting on the curb crying. So I thought, oh, she misses me already. I'm going to go talk to her. And I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Like, are you sad because you miss mommy? And she's crying. And she goes, no, I can't cross the street without an adult. (laughs) They can really, really be destructive. Oh, yeah. They can keep you from enjoying a peaceful moment or talking on the phone. Hiccups. There must be good remedies out there. Andrew has one from a very reputable source. This is actually from a doctor. Okay. You have to either have two people or you have to have a straw and a table. Um, (laughs) Straw? Okay. Okay. You have to drink water three swallows while pulling on your (laughs) earlobes. You are making this up. Why do you need two people for that? Well, if you don't have a straw and a table, then you can drink water from a glass while someone else pulls on your earlobe. (laughs) Hey, hey, Jen, pull my earlobes. (laughs) What's in your junk drawer? Taylor found a garden hose spray nozzle in his, and I found fuzzy socks in mine. I think we can beat those fuzzy socks with fuzzy noodles. Fuzzy noodles? What's a fuzzy noodle? Did you forget your spaghetti? (laughs) Yeah. What? Somebody put noodles in the junk drawer. Help me understand. Were these cooked noodles or dry noodles or what? They were cooked. 
Some I didn't want to eat them. We got little ones. What are your kids stuck a bowl of uneaten noodles in the junk drawer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. How long before you found them? Well, long enough for it to start growing. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. You're going to hear them now everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by beeps. Our world is filled with beeps. You have a beep around you probably right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to get out of your car in a second, you know. And you, what it's going to do? What's it going to do when you get out? It's going to beep. Because you unbuckled your seatbelt. Or because you left your high beams on. Mm. Something's going to beep. It beeps. We beep everywhere. What's our relationship with the beep? Yeah, especially in the kitchen. I try to beat the beep. Like, I just, I, I don't want the microwave to beep at me when it's done. What do you think? This conversation is definitely long overdue, and I just want to bring up the deep psychological effects of the beep. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, I also would like to beat the beep, mm-hmm. but sometimes if the beep, like, I use my microwave as a timer sometimes, like, okay, such and such has to be in the oven for 10 minutes while I'm mm-hmm. doing this other thing, and sometimes my hands are full when right. the beep is about to go off, and I can't just drop the pot of boiling whatever, oh. right? Right. No. So then I start to explain to myself that my, my disdain for the beep is really overrated and it has a purpose and it's okay if it's there. And then I end up in these deep psychological internal conversations about <laughs> the purpose of the beep. And then I realize that I'm talking to myself and I might be insane. I love you. I think we were sisters and I think somebody separated us. And then sometimes you end up with beep envy. Like I'm over at my friend Chris. Christy's house and her beep is a more pleasant beep. Oh. So if she's cooking something and she uses a timer and then I, I, I wish that I had her beep in my house instead of my beep in my house. You know, you're not supposed to covet your neighbor's beep. <laughs> I know. That's just the Bible. <laughs> David Crowder sings the new uplifting song. Good God Almighty. You like it. You've told us mm-hmm. it's on an album called Milk and Honey. And we now know that that album is literally out of this world. It's out of this world. It went to outer space with Commander Shane Kimbrough and his team. It's on the International Space Station right now. Which always brings to me... Listen, I'm terrified of outer space. Well, I don't understand people who aren't terrified of outer space. It's vast nothingness. It's it's, It's a vastness that makes me feel claustrophobic. And there's... There's black holes that swallow black holes. planets and stars. Sandra Bullock is still floating around there somewhere after gravity. <laughs> and so I asked David Crowder, does outer space scare you as much as it scares me? I'm kind of nervous about it, too. You know, yeah. I'm not made for it. It's like I'm not made for the cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm made for, like, good, humid, temperate zones. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, like, you know, you got to, to get up there, you, you go through a lot of G-forces and so forth. And not even space stuff, but like fighter jet pilots. Yeah. They measure your neck. Like the distance between your head and your heart matters or you'll pass out. And really? They had like out on roller coasters that start too fast. I totally pass out. It's like, and I was telling this guy this, who's a fighter pilot, and he's like, yeah, you could never be a fighter pilot. I'm like, nah, maybe I could, though. And he's like, no, you can't, because you would pass out. I'm like, you're right, I do. I pass out all the time on roller coasters. He's like, your head's too far from your heart. And it kind of sounded sad, a little melancholy. I'm like, yeah, that's probably my problem. Yeah, that's why I can't fly planes. <laughs> well, that and you'd have to shave. Yeah, they, they don't like the beard. No, they don't they like the beard. The, well, that's how, like, pretty much all those scary 
go to space shows wind up, the astronaut stuck somewhere, and what happens? He grows a beard and looks disheveled. Exactly. <laughs> and then he comes home and shaves. <laughs> yeah. You look like the guy who's already been stuck on the Are space station. Are you talking station. about the Martian? Yeah, totally. There's Matt Damon, and he looks like... David Crowder. Yeah, yeah, totally. I get that a lot. Matt you get Damon. that? Yeah. David Crowder, Matt Damon. I see it. It's just like see- Matt Damon on the Martian after he couldn't eat for three months and grew a beard. It's not your fault. They're uncontrollable. You get the uncontrollable giggles at an unfortunate time, and we are unstoppable and laughing with you. The night before my grandmother was supposed to have her third open-heart surgery, my mom, my aunt, and I went in and said, you know, Mom, Grandma, what can we help you with? And she said, I'd really like my hair washed before tomorrow because she wasn't going to be able to shower for a while after her surgery. So we tried to get her into the hospital bathroom. We got her head under the sink, and she was at such an awkward angle because of her IV that we started giggling. And then when she said, girls, I'm so happy to have a catheter, we lost it. And the nurses had to come along the cardiac ward unit and shut the door to our our, um, hospital room. Too much joy in the cardiac ward. We do it every day. We leave home without it. We shouldn't have, but we do, and it causes issues. And sometimes people leave home without things on purpose. I was having dinner with my friend Susan last night, and she said, yeah, when my mom was older, she wouldn't wear her hearing aid, and she would only wear it when we left the house. And so we got to the point of when we were taking her somewhere, we'd say, Mom, do you have your hearing aid? Do you have your teeth? <laughs> and we just <laughs> and, we, we, and we stopped asking her if she had her leg. <laughs> she had a prosthetic leg and she wouldn't wear it. And they stopped asking her if she had her leg. <laughs> she talked about taking her mom to Florida and she took the leg with her. And she said, I bought a tea bag to put the leg in. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the gate check person said, you're going to have to check that, ma'am. And she said, no, it's my mom's leg. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going with us. Sherry's, well, that's not what it's for a moment, gives a whole new meaning to blind trust. My dad ended up with the eye infection and was given the eye ointment. And my mom used to wear the fake eyelashes. Uh-huh. Anyway, he said that it was time for her to put his eye ointment oh, in no. his eye. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And she picked up the wrong tube. Yeah, he and picked up the eyelash glue. Yes, he did. Oh, no! Did, it, what, did that glue his eyes shut? <laughs> yes, it did, because he said, Peg, I can't open my eyes. Oh, no! <laughs> and she said, she said, what do you mean you can't open your eyes? He said, I'm telling you, I can't open my eyes. Oh, no. What happened? Well, she had to take warm water oh. and pry his eye open and pull the glue off. That, oh, my goodness. Oh my, I would be terrified. Oh, my goodness. Dads, you're so fabulous, you get your very own category. And so do your jokes. Dad jokes are one of my absolute favorite things. And so since the timing was this appropriate, we made, just for you dads, a dad joke mega mix. How do you know a joke is a dad joke? I don't know. It becomes apparent. (laughs) 
You need to knock on your refrigerator door before you get into it. Why? Because the salad dressing. <laughs> I was wondering if you heard about the pirate that's getting rid of his alphabet. No, I haven't heard about him. Yeah, he kept getting lost at sea. <laughs> it's so bad, isn't it? What do you call a factory that makes okay things? I don't know. A satisfactory. I just wanted to warn against telling dad jokes if you're not a father, because to do so would be a faux pas. No! Hey, knock, hey, knock. Who's, who's there? there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow who? Hey, did you know that trains don't have teeth? Why? No, wait, they do have teeth. Because they need to go choo-choo. You're awful! I ruined it! You can't even tell a dad joke! I broke the joke! (laughs) Trains have teeth. Because how else will they go choo-choo? Oh my goodness! Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting duck. Interrupting duck. Quack, 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 quack! I don't know how I was expecting that to end any differently. How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. There was a lady at Walmart. She had drawn her eyebrows on. And I said, I think you put them on a little too high. She looked really surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That was awful. When it comes to your mistakes as a parent... Your children have long memories, and they won't let you forget them. And if you're fortunate as an adult, sometimes you have a mistake that you can keep your parents from forgetting. We were at a girls' shopping weekend, and we all went into this like public restroom, and you know, like it had probably like five stalls or whatever. My mom came out of the bathroom, and she was dying laughing. I mean, like tears in her eyes, and she said, "When I was in the bathroom stall, Grandma, my grandma was there too. She said Grandma was in the stall next to me, and I touched her foot." <laughs> With my hand. I touched my foot, and it was the funniest thing because the feet went, like, tiptoed to the way other side of the stall to get away. And she laughed hysterically, and she thought it was so funny. And she said, she's going to come out here, and she's going to have a heart attack that somebody touched her foot that was in a different stall. And my mom turned around, and my grandma was not in the bathroom. (laughs) It was somebody else. I know. It was... So funny. Yeah, I wouldn't let her live that down either. Now I'm like, hey, mom, I'm heading into the bathroom. Keep your hands in your own stall. Lydia Laird is a new artist that we're playing here on Life 107.1. She sings the song Hallelujah Even Here, which is, I think it's a fantastic song. And it was so good that I was like, let's get to know her. And one of the things we learned is that she was a barista and a barista in Nashville. Which is a total experience, and we asked her what it was like. Oh my goodness, uh, hilarious! Because in Nashville, people take their coffees so seriously, and all of the breezes can do like super fancy, like latte art and stuff. And I never could, <laughs> so I would always fake it and try, and then I would mess it up, and I would just like twist it around with a spoon and be like, "Here you go." <laughs> do you ever get tired of the smell of coffee if you work around it all the time? No, no, absolutely not. So I'm one of 10 kids, and when we were growing up, mom, like, never really put an age limit on when you could drink coffee. So I've been drinking coffee since I was, like, five. I'm not even kidding. Uh, we're just like, yeah, you're good. Just for that. By the she time had she gets 10 to seven. kids. You're lucky you were clothed. <laughs> she was like, I can worry about poison, not coffee. Yes. You can have the coffee. And it always comes back down to this. Grape nuts. This is a whole new way to eat them. My great-grandmother, before she passed, every morning she had grape nuts, but she poured her first cup of coffee coffee over the grape nuts, 
And she said that's how she got her coffee and her fiber at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That's efficient. I'll give her that. She lived to the ripe old age of 97, so something was working for her. (laughs) I'm starting to realize that this is a very personal decision. How you use your dishwasher. People use it in all sorts of ways I wouldn't expect. Abby, do you watch something unexpected? Well, I do, but I feel like I should make sure Taylor is sitting down. Um, Sit down, Taylor. Okay, hold on. All right, hold on. He's grabbing his chair. Okay. Okay. If he is not willing to wash toothbrushes, I don't know if you know, but Crocs, the shoes, you know, with the holes, they get really super clean in dishwashers. No. 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 Yes, and I'm telling you, you just got to try it. But all those foot germs would be flying around in your dishwasher. Do you put them in with the dishes? No, 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 no. You run a whole load just for Crocs. And I have five kids, so I can fill a load. (laughs) So just just a Croc load. It's all Crocs. It's a load of Crocs. (laughs) It's a load of Crocs. They come out so nice and shiny. And we have a new tagline for Taylor and Jen in the morning. It's a load of Crocs. A nice and shiny load of Crocs. See? Well, the idea was to ask you about what you think about foods being either masculine or feminine. But apparently this has come into a a, a game of Ask Taylor. You know, I I didn't (laughs) ask to bear this mantle. But when, when it is thrust upon you, you have to be ready to declare for people what foods are masculine and what foods are feminine. I got one straight for you there, Taylor. Okay. So... Explain to me what a petite sirloin is. <laughs> a petite sirloin? It's one they took off of a girl cow. <laughs> Good answer. I'll give him that. He was quick on his feet. <laughs> Jordan St. Cyr sings the song Fires that uh, we're playing now. It's it's new uplifting music, and you seem to really, really like it. We do, too. So we jumped at the chance to talk to him and meet him a little bit. He's married he's got four kids and we figured with four kids he probably had a laundry rest stop in his home you know that place with the clothes just kind of take a pause <laughs> in between the the hanger and the dirty clothes hamper do you have some of those jordan i've got a few of them oh, oh several stops <laughs> I've got, like the spot on the floor right beside oh, my bed yeah the floor it's the best the spot top of my dresser and i've got a chair beside my dresser that i I think my wife actually did the laundry, you know, so bless her because, okay. So I've been in songwriting mode. I've been doing zoom rights for the last week. I'm doing zoom rights all this week. So I just don't feel like I'm getting the use out of my clothes that day. So I can put them over the the chair. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when you get into a week of that, I think the stink infuses the rest of it and it actually should all go in the laundry. It travels between the shirts. It travels between the layers. I've made a laundry stew before. Yeah. (laughs) That is so gross. You know what happens. The whole family is together and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden somebody says, let's take a picture and oh, Everybody's like, oh, no. And the person who gets a hold of the camera may commit a photo crime. They may say something to get you to smile that is just bizarre. You got something like that, Rodney? My uncle lived in a Swedish community, and um, he was not Swedish. And he would say, you know how you get Swedes to say cheese? Who's the caca? And... And the look on a person's face when they're saying ooze is just not the best. 
<laughs> what does that word mean? It's a Swedish dessert. Okay. Huh. I mean, it got me to smile. <laughs> Say it again. Woostakaka. I love it. Woostakaka. <laughs> it's ooh. Ooh? Ooh. No woo. Ooh. Not woo. Ooh. 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 Okay, I got it now. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, like icky ooh. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.